I'm Annie Fox. And I'm Laurel Pinson. And this is Workwives, conversations at your desk with the woman who knows you best. I really feel like I set a precedence for boning in the workplace when I did it in my very first job in like the third week. Third week? Yeah, like third or fourth week. What kind of job was this? It was in publishing. I mean, media, obviously. It was in publishing. But there's this thing that happens. Did you ever work in beauty? You were always in fashion. So you did a similar yeah. thing. You'd go to um, like, event, like events and launches. All the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So I had this, I just had a crush on one of the beauty editors, like from the moment that I walked in. I mean, obviously she was just beautiful and exotic. I guess we were just like hanging out at this event after work and events sort of like turned into socializing at some point. And yeah, we we made out in a we made out in a bathroom, which is just so like cliche, but cliche, kind of awesome. But hot. I guess it's like one of the perks of dating another woman is it's so easy to make out in the bathroom. Because like, oh, everyone goes to the bathroom in a tribe. This is what people don't know. Everyone's basically going to the bathroom together to make out. <laughs> Noted. I've definitely gone to the bathroom with my girlfriends and not made out. Okay, I just well, like to say. Yeah. For what You're the worth. only one, Pinson. You're I guess it's only just one. me. I'm sitting there peeing and she's like, uh, I thought we were going to make out. <laughs> so I've hooked up with a few people through the workplace. But the one that was definitely the most consistent um, <laughs> ended up being my husband. So mm-hmm. there wasn't so much... Um, scandal to it or a feeling Mm. that we had to be stealth in some way which to me was sort of always the thing that I imagined would characterize an office romance like you were sort of stealing kisses by the office printer you know (laughs) it would be something hot babe hot super hot okay well so because you didn't engage in any of that were you ever a part of the rumor mill I mean definitely around holiday parties I feel like the holiday party is just like the place where all it's like the funnel through which any and all office rumors meet you know and then you add alcohol and then it's just like go and then you add all the sexual tension that's probably been brewing between people i mean i would wager that there are people who had a ton of rumor mills going about them but they weren't actually hooking up oh yeah then got to the holiday party and just felt so pressured that they were like well everybody thinks we're hooking up so we We should just do it yeah in truth the reality is so many people meet at work and end up hooking up. Totally. I mean, what else do you do? You go to work, and if you don't particularly like going out anymore, yeah. Where else do you meet people? I don't know. Going out sucks. A going out sucks. I B, mean, we're old though. But... I work all the goddamn time. Right. So we figured this would be a good time to maybe recruit some other people to talk about their experiences, which wasn't hard. Which wasn't <laughs> as established was it was not, not hard. difficult. It was like, hey, does anybody? And they came out of the yeah, woodwork. They they really Everybody's did. got one. So we are about to kick off a roundtable, which we have entitled. The Bone Zone? Yeah, yeah, we did entitle The Bone Zone. I'm glad we did. I know. A tea party seemed a little <laughs> not correct. Yeah, no, it um, was a bone, it's a Bone Zone. And so we will play that panel for you now. Okay, so we have assembled what we are going to call, we were going to call the Pound Table, <laughs> but we've decided to call... The bone zone. Is that correct, Workwife? The bone zone? We're in the bone zone? <laughs> I mean, I guess. We're in the bone zone this morning with three of uh, three guests. Maybe we should do a quick, a quick round, yeah, go around. Let's start over here. I'm Claire, and I work at a tech startup in the city. Hello, Claire. Hello. Hi, I'm Meredith. I'm the news and politics editor here at Glamour. All right. I'm Anna, and I'm the entertainment editor. I feel like you've been on enough. We can say, you might remember me from such episodes as... as dolls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
here's how it's going to work. We've assembled a group of people who have all had some type of workplace romance. Romance. Including uh, us. I mean, I have. Okay, I have too. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. Um, why don't we go around and confess stories? Okay. You want to start, wife? Should just I to, start? Just to warm it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll warm it up. My now husband and I started working together at a – it was a, like a part-time job, so it's sort of cheating. It didn't it didn't fall under a lot of the like rules and regulations of like a full-time corporate gig. And we wrote television trivia questions for a website. So it was all like young people who had different kinds of day jobs and then in the evening picked up extra works at like a writing hourly rate at this thing. So basically everybody was hooking up with each other because it's like you're working from like 7 to midnight and it's all people under the age of 30. You know, it wasn't like – Oh my God. Well, how is that going to affect your career here? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we didn't have any of those considerations. What about you, work wife? My favorite workplace romance story is uh, a past job. I mean, the rumor mill loves to speculate who's boning who. And the rumor mill especially loves um, like an inappropriate workplace romance. Mm -hmm. So they love to pair like people, like bosses with people, even if there's literally no reason to. So I felt kind of like on the inside, like everybody had got it so seriously fucking wrong. So wait, who did they think you were sleeping with? They thought I was sleeping with like the like one of the bosses. Oh, yeah, but I was just sleeping. Not just sleeping. I mean, she's she's pretty amazing. I still have a mad crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, panel. So I my first job out of college. Um, it was an environment where everyone was hooking up. But that said, my now husband Bill, he was the number two, and so he sort of felt like he was above that in a way until he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> We became buddies and we'd, you know, like, share movie recommendations and, like, nothing inappropriate until another coworker of ours was also leaving and had a going away party. And we were both there. Everyone got super drunk. He and I kind of snuck off together and people noticed. Mm. <laughs> All right, Meredith, what's yours? Holla, holla. Uh, so I, uh, I actually spent four years dating somebody that I met at work. And so we did have, like, a long romance um, and it all started very normally and easily where, you know, he was some young hotshot editor who clearly was scoping out the young freelancers for possible <laughs> girlfriends, which I was fine with because I was 25. And, uh, you know, he made me a mix CD because <gasps> that was a thing that people still did. Work actually was very cool about it. No, nobody knew for the first few months. And then once people figured it out, they just were fine. So we would come into the office at the same time. And uh, the problem came when we split up because uh, he started having a flirtation and then affair with another woman that we worked with. So uh, there was a little bit too much in the office romance going (laughs) on. Too much fishing from the same pond. Yeah, yeah. So that got pretty awkward there for a while. You got to be careful when you're unwinding that shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Very careful. It's really true. Claire. I've had about one and a half office romance. I love the half. I love <laughs> yeah. that there's a point five. There really, is. I cannot wait to there see how is. that breaks down. So the point five was when I was at a very large company, and it all started in Union Square, where I actually caught eyes with someone, and I was like, "This is very rare in New York City. You don't make direct eye contact for this long." And then I actually saw <laughs> that he had a badge for my company, and I was like, "Okay, I must recognize him just from being around this this floor." The next day, he shows up in the cafeteria, and he's like, did I see you in Union Square yesterday? I was like, oh, that was you. Like, I had no idea. Yep, that was that was me. 
and he actually asked me out for a date in the office cafeteria. <gasps> You're dating wow. in the cafeteria? Yes. yes, our first date was in the office cafeteria, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. Like, he made sure that it was one that neither of us had been to before, so it was kind of exciting and new, and I was like, all right. Sure <laughs> How enough, many cafeterias I, does your office have? There were a few, but um, okay. sure <laughs> enough, right. I found out that it was actually a precursor for the fact that he's really cheap. And just like didn't <laughs> want to take me and spend money anywhere, um, so that was that fun. is a point five indeed. My indeed, <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of things going for him. Um, but we actually were both kind of on our way out, so it didn't feel like the stakes right. were very high. It was a huge company, so again, we were in different departments. That wasn't a problem. The second office romance was at my last startup, and it was someone that I had developed a friendship with. For a while, lots of GIFs on Giphy um, via Slack. And then we kind of hooked up at a office getaway to Vegas, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. As as one does. The company basically asked for it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We're going to take you all to Vegas. Don't hook up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so that happened. We ended up dating for 11 months. He did not want to go public, so we didn't. Whoa. Yeah. How do you keep something that? So it was tough because, you know, we were in an environment where originally it was like 30 people and there are a ton of rumors going around, a ton of speculation, and we went through pretty far lengths. So we would stagger our entrances and exits. Like I would wait in a Starbucks for him. Yeah. Yeah. So that got a little bit tiring, obviously. And after 11 months, like I understand keeping it a secret when it's like three or four and you're still trying to figure out whether or not this would work. But But after 11, I was like, Nah, right. nah, I can't wow. do that. Well, this. if tech doesn't work out for you, you could always be a spy. I mean, you all have great credentials for this bone zone. Yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. I think we should get into it. So Glamour wrote an article earlier this year that's basically a guide to how to pull off an office romance without getting caught. One of our contributors, Andrea Sirtash, wrote it. She is a relationship expert and the author of a book on relationships. So we figured we would just sort of go through her guideposts, many of which are seem pretty sane and logical, and sort of see if you guys agree or if you disagree, as now established experts on the subject. Number one, don't flirt over email. Just not over work email. Yeah. Stick it to Gmail, your personal accounts, Slack. Is there any fear about administrative rights on Slack? Is anyone else worried about oh, that? Oh, I always worry about that. I get that, worried yeah. about that too. Do you start a separate team? Are you starting separate teams? I don't. There are so many messages that get through on Slack that I'm just try and find me. Try. You don't think they would just be like Claire? Yeah, no. I, I wasn't too worried about it. Okay. Yeah, I definitely had oh uh uh experience where there was a big chunk of flirtation that happened through work email but it was all under the guise of like somehow related to work stuff so it would be more music he would send me like oh you should listen to this album or like I can't believe her I love this song because he was a nerdy music bro um and that meant that there was a long period of time where I had like he was trying to woo me that we had parallel conversations happening so there were like more flirtatious things than our like actual date planning happening on personal email but then he would still be sending me stuff bill and i always stuck to personal gchat but i do have so one of his co-workers when i referenced earlier how there's always a scandal of the week um <laughs> one of his co-workers was having an affair with a woman and he is married and has having an affair with a woman in the office and sent a lot of 
G-chats that were wildly inappropriate about meeting up in stairwells and other inappropriate sexual things he was doing in the office while he was thinking about her and all sorts of stuff and it was over their work G-chat account and then he was um, gone and his wife was snooping and found them and emailed it to the entire like edit listserv so everyone got all of the emails all of the emails all right, let's move on to number two. Okay, skip social media announcements, check-ins, and updates. Oh, there's so much head nodding. We were just always, like, it was long enough ago that it was still kind of a thing. Like, I just wasn't going to post a ton of stuff on social media. But mm-hmm. we got serious pretty quickly, which meant that we were going on trips and posting photos and doing stuff. But, you know, I also wasn't worried about the scandal of it, and that made it a lot easier to not be mm-hmm. worried. I think the craziest social media precaution for us was Venmo. <gasps> so he was obsessed <laughs> with this idea that people would find out via Venmo. So I it's mean, like, that's kind of genius, like, though. Did, did you set it for private? And I was like, yeah, we're fine. We're good. <laughs> no one's going to know that you asked for nine dollars for that burrito right but like looking back at our 11 month relationship like the thing about keeping it secret at work was i think it just developed into this thing where we don't even have that many photos together like on his birthday actually right before we broke up it was with his family and his mom was like oh let's take a photo and i automatically just moved out of frame because i was like oh we don't take photos together and then that's when i kind of realized like how fucked up is this (laughs) i've been dating this guy for 11 months and my like first reaction is to not be in a photo with him just because it had gotten so normal. Not using social media is just like a duh. But that's true for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just be smart. Be, be smart. smart. People can read your tweets. And your Venmo apparently. Service. And your Venmo. $19 for lube. Number three. Be discreet but not too discreet. Oh man. Now I want to add a little a little um, context because I don't know what qualifies as discreet and not too discreet. Yeah. This is uh, the, we're going to give this some context. Uh, our writer um, talked to a career expert um, who noted that sort of one of the biggest mistakes she's seen when people are involved in office romance is that they sort of go too overboard in trying to be discreet which actually backfires and then people are like what's going on with those weird people like it creates suspicion. So the quote from this career expert is inevitably they end end up getting sloppy in their web of lies. lies. Quote, it's going to seem abnormal if you're ignoring someone completely in the office, especially if you previously had a cordial platonic relationship. That is fair. That's like some classic spy shit right there. That definitely happened to me. (laughs) At one point we had this talk because he suddenly started icing me out and we're super friendly and everybody knew that we're really close and would sit next to each other at the lunch table, la la la. So then suddenly when he like wouldn't come within five feet of me it was pretty (laughs) obvious not only that but it was like relatively early in our relationship so when you spend eight hours of your day with your boyfriend ignoring you and then afterwards you come home and it's like oh hey babe like wait what like (laughs) flip switch well that's totally how I like caught my ex like when he out for being ready like getting ready and then eventually cheating on me because he was clearly being weird around this person when it was obvious that there was no reason for there to be weirdness and I just thought like oh yeah and anytime if I asked him about it he was just like no I don't know what you're talking about you're being crazy you're being like crazy. I am not I definitely got the oh no there's nothing it's all in your head and it was not in my head but well, that was not. bad opsec dude you really <laughs> did <op-sec>. not <laughs> <laughs> all right all right, number so four. The, number four, check the HR handbook. Practical nope. and 
practical and really this should be number one yeah <laughs> you know like like for me we weren't like nobody really cared but did any of were any of you were there regulations at any of your companies against it <laughs> if there were no one was following it like <laughs> yeah. So. yeah there definitely weren't any rules against it like if this guy had been my boss as opposed to just somebody like another right. writer mm-hmm. or something then it might have been different or had some like been ethically fraught but we were both like young idiot kids so I think it made a difference <laughs> like, Same. Yeah. I, I have never dated like up or down in the workplace like, mm. it's always been a mate and Anna's like I yeah. left I, yeah, yeah <laughs> you he left. was kind of my boss yeah. yes yeah. but I yeah. left so but you left problem solved I went straight to the handbook I looked that shit up immediately <laughs> yeah you did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was also fuel where since he wanted to keep it a secret I would why so right, I was like yeah. I went to the handbook. Look, there's no rule prohibiting this, but still he maintained <laughs> the fact that, no, it should be a secret. The worst part of it was, though, so after 11 months, we broke up. It had been this big deal about me wanting to be out, him wanting to be private. He told everyone two Mother weeks after we fucka. broke up. Oof. What? Why? Why then? All that t- yeah. I was like, now, now, now it's okay. Really? Now? Really? Now it's okay. And he told me he loved me. He oh. waited until after we broke up to tell me that he loved me and told everyone that we were dating. Man, you gave that a sporting try. You were like, here's the handbook. Yeah. Here's this other thing. Which brings us to number five, which is also maybe should have been number one. A lot of these <laughs> should have been number, number one. one, which is weigh the cost benefits. This can be very difficult when you're, say, four glasses of white wine into the holiday in party. Yeah. Or in <laughs> Vegas. But we're there like discussions before you guys hooked up about what no Anna's expression was that was the hottest of hot hard (laughs) no she's like hard no no discussion no 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 no. Meredith you were still with the person after you stopped you were still working with the person after you stopped yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. so you had you've bookend conversation like you had the before and after conversation uh no we really didn't I mean it was it was not a pleasant ending to things so I had more conversations with some of my other co-workers uh, who all had to observe the awkwardness of Mm. our post breakup like the navigation problems came when it was like oh right now everybody knows all about our incredibly messy split which going by rule number three be discreet but not too discreet perhaps new employees might have thought that you guys were actually hooking up because you're just avoiding each other now it's true (laughs) (laughs) oh the irony well thank you guys for entering the bone zone with us we really appreciate you being (laughs) so candid take the bone zone with you throughout the day yeah sure the bone zone lives in your heart it does (laughs) and your pants obviously obviously in your pants we had a good cast of characters with very different stories ranging from 11 months undercover yeah to marriage to a pretty awful flame out yeah yeah it would just really suck to not be able to leave the scene of a flame out yeah to sort of have that lingering around the advice uh that andrea sartash writes it's true weigh the cost benefit is really true and sometimes that's really hard to see going into it but you kind of have to embark on an office romance thinking if this flames out am i going to be cool either seeing this person possibly every day and or quitting this job because it was just one job on a pathway to men. I will say, speaking on behalf of my own vagina, she is not always the most sensible. Like when we have chats about cost benefit, she's not the one saying, Especially, you know, you're probably right. We should really look at both sides of this before I get involved. She's, she's like, like, oh, <laughs> shut up. 
drunk in the way to You're on the way to a bathroom. <laughs> just kiss her already. It'll be fine. I feel like we have very different vaginas. Yeah, actually, my vagina voice. Have I ever told you the voice of my vagina? <laughs> How has this never happened on the show? How indeed? She's a 1950s gangster. <laughs> She's all like this, you see? Yeah, That's so she'd be amazing. like, you just kiss the girl, you see? <laughs> yeah, basically. I feel like my vagina is way more pragmatic. She's a lawyer by day. Yeah, she's like, by night. yeah, no, that's, no, she's <laughs> totally like, you know, and she's got sort of two sides to her Oh too. my God, she wears glasses and takes them off? Basically. Oh, she wears a ponytail she's and she like just the like superhero pulls it off spy. she's like, oh. yeah, she's like the superhero spy that like I would sort of aspire to be. <laughs> oh my God, I'm. You know, we're like during like the day, she's like, totally guys. Busted, <laughs> totally busted alter ego for my vagina. Yours is classy. She's got the ponytail she takes out. She puts on her suit during the day. Oh, but yeah, but the glasses come off the and the glass comes down. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> here, she, here she comes. Here she comes. <laughs> well, maybe your vagina can do the can do the cost benefit for my vagina. That's why I'm saying. like, oh, okay. she's, <laughs> she's just going to shoot her a quick text next time she's in trouble. She'll be like, babe. Think it through. Think it through. Maybe she just wants to go to the bathroom with you and doesn't actually want to make out. It's possible. Work Wives is produced by Ben Riskin and Acast. Our associate producer, Katiri Benjamin, keeps the ship afloat. And we have production support from the whole staff at Glamour, including Anna Maysline, Lizzie Logan, and Simone Kitchens. And we're recorded right here at Condé Nast Studio in NYC.